one in four of people in the UK will suffer with some form of mental or emotional ill health at some point in their lives. Bollocks. Four in four people will. And it's only when we can get away from that, them and us, the three of us strong people, let's help the poor, weak person over there. Only when we can get away from that sort of thinking can we really move the agenda on. Warning. This podcast may include hard-hitting truths, shocking revelations, and outrageous social secrets. You won't see your life in the same light after this. But if you're ready to face the reality of an always online world, keep listening. This week, we sat down with Simon Gunning, who's the CEO of Calm, also known as Campaign Against Living Miserably. Now, Calm is a really impressive mental health charity um, who work towards breaking the stigma around men's mental health issues specifically, uh, and in particular, preventing male suicide, which is the biggest killer of men under 45 in the UK. Yeah, Simon's a really, really interesting character, particularly when you look at his background. So he's worked for many of the world's top advertising agencies, a brief stint in the music industry. His expertise very much lie in comms and advertising. So he's sort of bringing with him a new culture to calm in his uh, one year and nine months that he's been there by really pushing the subject of male suicide into the spotlight in a way that we've not seen before. So... We're talking about projects like Project 84, which was an installation that saw 84 statues um, around the South Bank Centre in a sort of suicidal kind of pose. So this was a really, really poignant project that went on and they actually won uh, several gold awards at the Cannes Lion for that. So really, really interesting to hear what you think of this podcast. There's some shocking statistics in there, which we found very, very affecting. In the meantime, as I always ask, if it's possible to do so, anywhere where you are listening, if you can leave a review, please do so. Uh, we're about five episodes in now, and we're really, really interested to hear what you've heard of the podcast so far and what you think. So I hope you enjoy this one. I'm going to start by asking you about Project 84, and in particular, what it felt like um, in your work at, at Calm winning a gold at the Can Lions. Well, winning a gold was good. Winning three was even better. So wow. we got seven. Yeah, we got seven lions, uh, which is quite extraordinary. All for Project 84? All for Project 84, wow. yeah. I was sort of half hoping it would stop at three because it was right at the beginning of the World Cup and then I could say we had three lions and then put it on a shirt. <laughs> but <laughs> in the end, I was pleased it didn't. The only thing that, um, uh, that, 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 that trumped it really, I think, was the, um, the plastic campaign from Lad Bible got the Grand Prix, so I was mm. gnashing my teeth at that, but uh, I wasn't really. Uh, no, getting seven lines was an incredible thing. Um, and it, uh, to my mind, it was incredible because it was the endorsement of what we did mm. by people who only think about the effectiveness of your communication and the impact that you make in that communication. Mm. Um, and so the whole thing cost us zero pennies, nothing. We didn't spend a penny on it. Uh, and yet we achieved the kind of impact that you would only really hope to get with a multi, multi-million pound budget. Yeah, for I was, sure. I was going to say, you could probably school us a bit here now. So, you know, that that sounds unprecedented for a charity. Am I think I right? it is. Oh. I think it is. I'd hate to say, yeah, it is. And in case somebody says, well, what about that time yeah. when? <laughs> but I don't, I've certainly, no, I've never come across anything like that at all. No. Um, and, I, and, and I think it's indicative of the way that we behave as an organisation in, 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 in uh, I don't want to be bragging, but in understanding that, our, our competition in getting our message across to people doesn't come from, I don't know, Oxfam or or, or name any other charity. Mm -hmm. It comes from everybody else that's taken up the attention of our core audience. Um, our message is very hard to get over in that particular 
case. It's a very difficult thing to to achieve with impact if you're going to state it in a kind of a traditionally scientific or, or, or charitable way. Mm-hmm. So you use the same kind of cues and tricks, visual iconography and impact that big consumer brands use. And it strikes me, I was just about to say, it strikes me hearing you speak then, these are the hallmark signs of advertising mm. and you know that ability to... Uh, not so much in this case polarised opinion, but to bring something very much to the forefront. And when I think about charity and hearing you speak then, I've grown up with charity being, give £2 a month, it's very yeah. passive, it's yeah. TV advert, it's, mm. you know, it's, it's like the advert of the problem that's a million miles away that you can't do anything about that. Yeah. It seems yeah. to me that you've very taken this approach. Us, isn't it? It's very them and us, isn't it? Let's help these poor people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it is a, a, a passive feeling, I'd, I'd mm. say, you know, and you, and you want to help or, or it's the person on the street who's looking for uh, email addresses to, you know, sign up and... But what you are doing with Calm appears to be that you're thrusting it under the spotlight, through the means of advertising and through your relationships with, with brands. And this is obviously a, yeah. a perfect Th- That's the idea. That. I mean, we never ask for money. We never, we never rattle it in. Mm. But our revenue has grown four times in the last, know, 400% in the last 18 months mm-hmm. because of people's awareness of what it is we're trying to achieve. All mm-hmm. of that money goes into frontline services, goes into the helpline, for example, and, and then expanding that into more appropriate the digitally enabled services for people that don't want to pick up the phone. Mm. But in that in that polarization, what we mustn't do is we must never offend. So coming at it with from the perspective of of, of like how you would work as an agency in a brand, mm. mm-hmm. uh, really pleased to have been able to recruit a, uh, a campaigns director from a really great advertising agency who, who is absolutely shit hot mm-hmm. and has that principle that I'm sure you have at Social Chain and that Adam and Eve have and we had at BBH as well, which is you, you never settle. You're always trying to make the work better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to that notes campaign, goodness. literally the Friday morning ahead of going on the Sunday, we, we pulled it, Calm pulled it. We're, 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 de- we're demanding clients because we weren't, actually with my chairman, wasn't wasn't totally happy mm. with it. Mm. So we back in, we go. But then I've had that agency side from a thousand clients saying, no, do it again. Mm. And being client side, uh, I've done it to agencies a thousand times. But it's good because it means that there's this positive tension. We are responsible clients and we're, we're proactive and demanding clients Uh because we've got to get it right. Because we can't mm. polarize opinion. We, we have, well, as much as we can possibly avoid it. Mm. What we can't do. So, so with with eighty four, the the, the air, sectors of the charitable world reacted very negatively to it. Really, mm. really negatively. Because to they it. thought you were shaking things up, and it was a bit of a disruption. No, because they they thought we were going for shock tactics. They thought right, we were trying to glamorize right. and and. You know, I'm almost close to banging the table again. All you had to do is look at those statues and look yeah. at the pictures of them now or the film of them now. These are not victims. These are defiant, strong characters mm. looking yeah. out across you know, it's like one of the most iconic skylines in the world yeah. and saying it's fucking unacceptable. Mm. Yeah. This yeah. was not, nor were they about to jump. No. You know, there was no question. There was no, if you look at them, they are not in peril. No. They are defiant. No. And it was very easy, I think, for some people to, you know, have the knee jerk and be able to say, I don't like that, yeah. and start to shout about it. Do you think maybe there's an air of bitterness around that? Because, you know, all these other charities, are, they're trying the, the tried and tested, the safe approach, but you can only try that for so long. And if it's not working to a certain extent, if it's not having enough of an impact, 
surely at some point, like you guys are doing, you have to turn around and say, let's try something different. Well, certainly that's that's the way we've come at it. Um, and and I've, I've only been there since the start of 2017. And I've, I don't know how to do charity stuff. All I know is, you know, the kind of nonsense <laughs> that we do. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't for a second suggest that it was bitterness from other charities because we were doing something that they were unable to do. Mm-hmm. I think it was absolutely ingrained in their view of what we were doing that it was wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think there's any hypocrisy. I think they, they absolutely believed it was wrong. My contention would be, I disagree. I think it's right. Mm. And I think if we mm. look at the numbers, so the most impressive number for me, back to that waffle I was going on about earlier about how if you if you can't talk about the S word, mm. how are we ever going to solve it? Mm. Right? Now, the most likely course, thing to, to kill you is you. You are the most likely thing to kill that's, you. That's... And if we don't get it out and talk about it, then it leads to isolation, it leads to self-medication, and it yeah. leads to suicide, right? So we get, it, we get it out there. And the most important thing for me, what the, the objective with Project 84 was to get people talking about suicide, male suicide. Mm. Uh, and we scored, if you do a simple Google Trends uh, report on it, we scored three times, 300% at the highest ever previous search for male suicide oh my word that's three times the highest that ever. Is astounding amazing crazy. Yeah. yeah yeah and 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 you get people doing what we wanted them to do and yeah. i my contention would be absolutely that I, I we took advice and and we were we were assured that there would not be copycat behavior from what we we're looking at and that mm. meant that I, I still got about an hour and a half sleep that entire mm. week mm. in terror that that might happen mm. but we were assured this is not you are okay and we have psychiatrists on our board uh, and we spoke to other specialists outside of calm as well mm. Um, but I would absolutely claim that out of that week's activity with the Calm Helpline being located on in the, this morning studio for people to ring up, mm. with mm. the amazing support that we got from ITV, mm. uh, with the amazing support we got from Harry's and the reach that that managed to mm. afford us, I will absolutely, I don't know it for a fact, but I bet we saved a life. I mm. bet we saved one yeah. life. I bet we, our helpline saved more because we, we were at, uh, immediately 40% up month on month in demand, and that's continued. We're now just about 60% up year on year, and that's wow. 84 just went woof. So people are ringing us and saying, either I'm worried about somebody yeah. or I'm worried about myself, or what do I do? Mm. You're you're really changing the rhetoric in in that sense, and and like you said, you know, you 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 certain that you saved a lot. Probably certain that you saved many more. Mm. Um, now, there's a flip side to this coin, obviously, and you'll know very well from your you know decorated um, experience in advertising oh, and decorating like a Christmas tree or something. <laughs> <laughs> Illustrious, I should say. Um, which is this idea at the moment, and I'll, I'll talk about it as, as an idea that it's a very new thing, corporate social responsibility, yeah. mm. particularly among people our age group who want to, yeah. and you mentioned ITV and Harry's. Now, how does it look for them? Because we see every day brands who want to get involved with charity because, you know, you know it can't hide it, as well as doing something good and putting their resources to good use they they want to push more product as well so how is it from the other side looking in and how how is calm helping to change the landscape around yeah. around that it's just this is a really interesting area for it's, us uh, in, in the yes absolutely the zeitgeist is about doing good in the world mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. um and the, and the principle i think established by probably by unilever and then sort of perpetuated by keith weed the cmo at unilever mm, that mm. if we do good in the world then people will buy more of our products and we'll be able to give more to our shareholders mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a basic principle um 
certainly Harry's have, uh, agree with that, but, but more and more and more brands, so Arcadia, Topshop and Topman are key partners of ours as well. Mm. Tesco just did, did you see the Mark Your Man campaign we did with Ramesh and, and Rob for Tesco? They made uh, half and half uh, football shirts for the World Cup, so mm. buy one for your mate and your, your mate. And we're doing more stuff with Tesco. Um, uh, loads of other brands. Also, again, I'll get start listing them and then I'll forget <laughs> some. But really, really magnificent partners for us. But it's back to that point of sort of existing in that world. So our corporate, our brand partnership director is the former global head of marketing for Universal Pictures. Wow. Yeah, he really well, knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And, and what we won't do is we will never allow some sort of MasterCard Mm. You know, so it's just about to say for every every Harry's and every ITV, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a Mastercard. Yeah, who, yeah. How, many, so. how many goals Neymar scores will feed yeah, this many African children bollocks. and all the rest of yeah. it? Which Complete is, bollocks. And, and and what we'll say is, you cannot put on the responsibility hat and then take it off. Mm. Yeah, you can't mm. do it because you'll get found out. Mm. Uh, and and also you'll get found out. I, I do believe by younger audiences are more inquisitive about what brands really mean and what they mm. are really doing to justify this this appropriation of purpose yeah um and you will get found out and it is shithousery of the, of the highest order uh and and you know you see your mastercard but then you don't heineken with the the the, the remainder and the lever mm. in the warehouse mm. and, oh, can, I, can i just ask though why, why why do you think that is specifically with 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 younger audiences why are we so we call it woke why why are we so woke to this and why are we so woke to the um, I, think it's, it's I think it's the with? the i think it's the movement away from uh, the sort of command and control culture mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. that, that comes from government. That come as as in get back in your place, do what you're told. We know mm -hmm. what we, we, we know what we're doing because we went to Eton. Right, um, right. Uh, don't get me started on Brexit. Just don't. <laughs> so, I'll start throwing. Is it stuff. don't go don't go above your your remit mentality like you're it's, saying? We know no. better than you. Yeah. Uh, and and there's there's an element. I mean, it's, it's fascinating. I spent some time at the BBC, and it's fascinating seeing an organisation like that, which has had that position in the world mm. of. Mm. Uh, kind of you know Rethian authority. Mm. We will tell you what to watch on Christmas Day. Mm. You won't get. Mm. You don't. You don't choose. Seeing those kind of things undermined, and that comes from not just so from from government, from media, and from from big global brands mm. telling you what you should think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think the maybe it's just the, the the prevalence of the return path. You know, so the return path probably around the start of the of, of the, the millennia became the, 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 a prevalent thing, and social media has further expanded the, the return path. And if you do attempt, uh, I said shithousery a minute ago, but if you do attempt CSR shithousery, you will get found out. Whereas perhaps in the past, you mm -hmm. wouldn't have had, you, you, we wouldn't have been able to shout back. No, it just takes two seconds for someone to. Uh, get suspicious google you know has this company worked in this charity sector before yeah, do they yeah. actually care do they have a history of caring yeah, yeah. or it takes one tweet for you to read from someone else who knows something that you don't yeah. and people are sharing information that much more easily i think that yeah, you know you it's to out. a brand's peril sometimes it, it, it's also if you sort of put the prize of responsibility for for a, an advertiser for a brand and everybody goes charging towards it you know that it's the the, the countless moths flying around the bowl. Yeah. 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 There's there's sort of an inbuilt cynicism to the audience, isn't there? I mean, mm, we look at it and go, really? Yeah. Exxon? Really? Yeah. You yeah. really want that to happen, Exxon? I don't think you do, really. Because traditionally, of course, with, with, with government and with annual shareholder payments mm. and annual bonuses, we work in very, very short cycles. Mm. We mm. don't have this long-term view, which actually Unilever, I mean, maybe some people 
listening to this might go, really? But Unilever have this long-term approach away from the annual shareholder dividend to a sort of, no, we're in this for the for the the long term mm, mm. Brewdog it's just what mm. a fantastic example they're, they're giving away 20% of their profit to 10, 10% to the unicorn fund which is for uh, people like us we, we haven't got mm. any money yet but just in case they're listening <laughs> um, and then 10% to their staff you know, and, and that's going to go up they've said they're going to take that up to 50% of their of their total profit you, you, you've got to do it you can't mm. talk about it yeah. and, and I think also back to how Khan behaves as a partner in comms with agencies for example in the same way uh, let's talk about Tesco FNF making brilliant t-shirts for us and giving us a load of money and mm. but with this beautiful execution um, of uh, mark your man for the World Cup half and half uh, t-shirts it would take the picture with you mate it's a lovely mm. lovely thing about responsibility of being a friend we were tough as well you know we, we we looked at their supply chain we looked at what they were doing in other parts of their organization and they to their immense credit responded in the same way that Adam and Eve and BNB and very other brilliant agencies respond to our positive tension mm. Mm. Uh, Tesco top man top shop Harry's, all the rest of these brilliant mm. brands that work with us respond to us going, you're not just, you can't just say it. Mm. You've yeah. got to do it. Because mm. you, you, you as calm can, can go to these brands and say, look, this, you know, this is the way to do charity. This is the way to do CSR. This is the mm. way to, you know, because you've got firsthand experience of that, obviously. Yeah, mm. Maybe, actually, maybe what we're seeing is... It's, it's, it's interesting in the way that charities need to become commercial organizations. So mm. in the way that we, we communicate, that's only one part of what we do. Mm. That drives awareness. Awareness means that people want to support us. Mm. Um, it means that people give us more money. Uh, and that money goes on frontline services, mm. goes on saving people's mm. lives every single day. Um, but maybe it's the collision of uh, the commercial world wanting to move in a, in a, in a, in a more... Let's, let's put kindness at the center, mm. okay? So there, there's mm. kindness is the star. And let's take uh, one of the planets being the commercial world, starts to get drawn in that direction. Mm. Mm. Uh, and then also in the way that comms works, that starts to get drawn in that direction too. So maybe what we're seeing is actually not not a change in the way that charities work necessarily. Maybe what we're, we, we've managed to find ourselves in the middle of these two, uh, not, not the, the converging elements, which, mm. which is the commercial world and the communications world. Mm. We just sit there right now being perfectly poised and hopefully having the the knowledge and the experience to be able to say, right, this is how you do it. We can help with that. We can help with this. Mm. Me and Eva are having quite an interesting talk as well, which we'd want to put to you, Simon, which is about the... Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a funny sort of area in this because uh, especially with advertising, we've grown up with this uh, masculine sort of toxicity that exists which is uh you know there's some great brands on there but we've all gone onto an advert and we've seen the man with a six-pack and big burly muscles and yeah. you know nobody mm. can touch him and, and all yeah. the rest of it and it's how i guess i'm trying to ask how does how are you seeing things change because i know the advertising standard agency have uh, introduced changes that stop stereotyping but what is it like to sort of coexist and to push this message with all of that still going on in advertising? Are we seeing a, a, a revolve in that as well, maybe? It's certainly a lot of talk about it, a lot of yeah. chatter. And, I, and I've, I, I do a lot of panels and things like that. And there's lots of people saying that that's how they want things to change. Mm -hmm. um, I think we've got to be careful what we try to push for. I don't think anybody wants to see 
uh, I, I don't think we, we want to like meddle with um, traditionally attractive images. I'm being really careful with the language I'm mm. using. Mm. And, and the, the, uh, the, 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 the nth degree reaction to that would be, well, you know, let's get fat blokes bottling pants. You yeah. know? I mean, yeah. it isn't going to happen, right? People get annoyed about that as well. Yeah, more yeah. and more these days, if you like over PC something, totally. they'll yeah. switch yeah. off and disconnect. But Beachbody Ready was almost could almost have been the best campaign by uh, a, a, a female uh, rights organization or something. It was so mm. horrendously terrible mm. that it created this sort of toxic shock. Uh, that do you remember that? Do you remember the, the, the pictures, the posters of a woman in a, in oh, a yeah, bikini? Yeah. Are you beach yeah. body ready? Yes, I am beach body ready actually because I go <laughs> on the beach being wherever I want to be, and it was great because <laughs> it just because people are now like, oh shit, let's not get beach body ready about it. So and that's really great. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, uh, but I, I, I would suggest you pick up a copy of GQ. There's an agency called, oh God, it's a guy called Fernando de Souche, and it's called New Macho, uh, and, and, and he, they, they are only working with their, 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 their sole remit is to get brands to better represent masculinity. Mm. Mm. Um, and, and if you look at a copy of GQ and you look at the images that are on every single page, the best one that I've seen, which was Fernando pointed out to me, which is, the imagery which is used to advertise watches. So this is like some sort of Clooney-esque character with a mm. jaw the size of a you know a shovel and his, <laughs> and his son, and, it, and then this black and white photograph, and he's handing over a watch to his son, right? And his son is like ten or something. Yeah. And Fernando gets his pen. He goes, look. He draws a line that says, no contact ever. They can't be contact because if there's contact, then you're bringing in non-traditionally macho type uh, elements to, to the it? imagery. It's, yeah, that small, that's crazy. It's crazy. And, and, and I said to him, you know, I've got a 12-year-old boy and um, I spend probably about 60% of my time with him, with him sitting on my head mm. or, you know, <laughs> yeah. smashing me in the face with something. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and, and yet iconography and imagery and advertising suggests that that isn't possible. I mean, let alone, you know, two mates touching each other. Uh, what, I mean, what would that suggest? Homosexuality? I was going to say, take away the relationship. There's like a homoeroticism sort of... Yeah, Literally and I just walked, I just there. really happily walked from Piccadilly Station across, th through uh, Boys Town and mm. across a rainbow zebra crossing, you know. As far as, and this is, this is Manchester, right? This, yeah, you know, yeah. As far as an acceptance of uh, a flexibility in what masculinity mm. means, including homosexuality, including all the things that everybody is in the world, mm -hmm. why is that not prevalently represented mm -hmm. in, uh, in, in media? Unless it's done, actually, I, th I would suggest cynically. So there was, a, there was an ad last year by Lloyds Bank, and it was two figures embracing, and it said, he said yes. And if you look carefully, it was two men. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just thought, I don't think Lloyd's Bank really care about equal rights. No, I don't think. It's a bit too no. obvious. It's too bloody And this obvious. is where this, 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 not CSR in this respect, I suppose you can say it, but this is where it seems a lot of brands fall flat. With the one hand, they've got the CSR element and they want to do this. On the other hand, they're still peddling mm. this sort of clueless idea of yeah. what... And, I, and I, I, you know, like, obviously it's not gender specific, but definitely from a male point of view... I see it every day, mm. and I think you know that's all the like GQ and the magazines. You know, although I enjoy to read them. You've seen the same thing with female advertising, but they're making the mistake on both sides. And yeah. it goes back to what you said: it's about representation. So you can have the typically strong, sexy man, you know, the George Clooney type. You can still have him as long as you're, you know, representing from the other side as well, and everything in between. 
You know, we yeah, have yeah. The, the same with female advertising. People are saying, you know, that woman, she, she's too pretty, you know, too sexy. Yeah. Mm, uh, not mm. Real women don't look like that. It's like, well, actually they do, but they look like this, this and this as well. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and I, I hope that what we will see and what we are seeing is a rejection of consumers for, from that, that, mm. that, that, that mm. sort of representation, mm. that idealization um, as, as not being relevant for, for their lives. But mm. I think... Again, back to the point of the appropriation of purpose. If you just try to do it temporarily, like you know, and you just you you, you do some sort of totally uncharacteristic campaign, which mm. um, where, where you're so clearly just trying to, to to say, "Well, no, we are like this," and we'll put a charity hat on yeah. for ten minutes and yeah. then taking it off straight again, you get found out. I, I am a I'm a I'm a I'm a believer, right? That. Um, First of all, I fully believe that nicotine patches were invented and owned by the tobacco industry. I, I absolutely <laughs> One day it'll come out, God damn it. Because it, it keeps you addicted, right? But also because yeah. they saw the, the death of that product. Yeah. They saw you could, it, it's, it's, it's a fascinating thing to me that it, it's ta- it took a number of generations to be fully aware of the dangers of smoking before people actually stopped smoking. Mm. Um, and yes, certainly government intervention was a key part of that. But, you know, I, I knew that it was killing me but i cared i smoked for 20 years it's mm. stupid mm. but it took a while to do that i believe that that that, that effect will happen in other areas as well but it, but it, that, that we will reject toxicity but it will take quite a long time yeah. to do it and social media is one of those elements and uh that's, that's just something that i find i find fascinating but i think also if we look at somebody like gambling brands they there, there will be a brand which steps out from the um, when the fun stops, stop. Mm, just, mm. just nonsense. Just, just, just lip service. Mm. Um, and then we'll say, actually, what we're doing is killing people. Yeah. It's very, very bad. Yeah. And government has stepped in and reduced, for example, uh, fixed odd terminal stakes. Mm-hmm. But they're still killing people. Mm. And, and a brand will step out of those shadows and go, right, we're going to reject all the stuff that we've been told to do. And right, when the fun stops, stop. Yet still allow people to mm-hmm. get themselves mm-hmm. into terrible terrible problems um and that brand will win and i think that there are other brands in in alcohol that will win and, and, and Brewdog is i think one of those brands that will start to say what we what we're selling here is very dangerous so we actually we want to make sure that we're looking after our customers because mm-hmm. they'll look at harry's and they'll look at the work that matt and his team in the uk do and and actually harry's actually kind bar as well you know kind yes so, yes we had them in the office a few weeks ago actually, oh, right, yeah. brilliant just I mean they they only exist to do the stuff that they say they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they give away the majority of their profit, you know. And and, and I think other other companies, brands, organisations will step out of those shadows and will will use purpose because they really really believe it. Mm. As you have done, as uh, Karma obviously done with male suicide. It's not just don't kill yourself. It, it's uh, your message. I think it was is. Think what could happen. Think, think what else is out there. Yeah. Think, you know, things yeah. that seems like a permanent problem at the moment, but yeah. it might yeah. improve. A permanent solution to temporary problems is yeah, other I ways of looking was, at it. Yeah, 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 really, really struck a yeah, chord yeah. in me. Um, one topic we haven't really nailed down on is, and you know, being a social media agency, very interested to hear your ideas on this because I know you've had a lot of points. Uh, but the way we approach technology and the way we approach uh, social media. So right now, if you were to do a Google search. Um, how to uh, kill myself or, or something like that, you know, to put in its, you know, black and white terms. Your handbrake just came um, out, didn't yes, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, 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 funny, it's instant. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> but you'll get the Samaritans, like you said. Yeah. Um, and that's not, that's clearly not enough. No. No, no you'll get the one box and it will say, and it will say, call the Samaritans. And, it, and, and it's passive. 
um, and it's not enough to, to it's not a, a distinct enough intervention. No. The pro- I, I re- was really very keen to start talking about and, and trying to utilize programmatic um, technology in order to be able to deliver messages to people. Mm. Uh, and uh, Density Regis Network were extremely bought into that um, led by a guy called Craig Cherry there, who mm. is a, a huge, calm champion. Um, and we went quite a long way down the road, but we stumble when it comes to data. Mm. Um, mm. And we stumble when it comes to a, a, a non-opt-in use of that data. Whereas, of course, you know, you've opted in, in order to, to have programmatic advertising delivered to you on any device in order to flog your chewing gum and car and mm. insurance. Mm. Yeah. You haven't opted in to have an intervention message uh, that might be at one end of a scale very very soft and gentle. Um, an example that we, that we think about uh, that was actually brought up by Dentist Aegis would be what if a handset uh, hasn't left a house for two weeks, but mm. three months earlier bought a load of nappies. Mm. Can we use? Can we deliver that person some content when they go to name your content website? Can we deliver something just in a in a in a, in a kind of a standard framed approach that will be about? postnatal depression mm. Mm. so that's very soft at this end just we'll start just to help people by delivering content but maybe we'd, we'd, we'd think about delivering some stuff into advertising positions um as we come up that scale you get to a point where somebody's searching how do i kill myself and and this happens all the time right now as you say you'll get a one box that says contact the samaritans it's really i've met i meet people who are bereaved really we have to get past that and well, I, also, I, want to, I want the screen to turn into a Calm logo and mm. say, yeah. wait here for five seconds and there'll be somebody from the Calm helpline to talk to. It's all yeah. you need. But it, it won't happen. Can you right shed now. some light on what, what at, at that moment in time, as best you can, what somebody's feeling at that moment? Well, a point is that, as you say, the, death, the, uh, the, 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 the problems that they're confronting are permanent mm. and the, the solution has that level of appropriate permanence mm. um we we have this principle of just like fuck it stay hang around see what mm. goes see what mm. happens see what might what, what might we, we have to avoid guilt as well there was a, a letter going around or, or actually a, a very very long tweet or something wasn't a very long tweet I remember what it was going around social a couple of weeks ago which was about suicide about male suicide and it's basically a big guilt trip on think what mm. it does to your family mm. yeah it's not a motivation. It's just not going to change their minds. It's just going to make them feel worse about it. Yeah. I think a lot of people, when they get to that point, actually feel that they're doing their family and the world a favor. You yeah. know, that they're, they're not motivated to punish people. Mm. They're motivated because they don't feel that they're able to fulfill the kind of roles that they've been told they need to fulfill. Mm. Back to all the stuff mm. we've discussed in the past. Um, the, you know, the, 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 the most important point is that there are 10,000 moving parts in every single situation. Um, I'm, I'm so far from being a psychiatrist, honestly. And, you know, but so I, I have to sort of back off from that, from those kind of things. Mm. But I do feel that we did, that there are huge chunks of magnificently empowering technology that we're not using to really help people. Mm. So there's programmatic and delivery of content and messaging, which you know is is powering sales for mm. for, for stuff online. Mm. Um, then there's uh, chatbots and machine learning, mm. where we, I, I want to be able to increase the efficiency and improve the scalability of our helpline services using technology and using yeah. bots. Younger audiences, male in particular, actually, as it turns out, are very happy to, to talk to bots. Yeah. That the anonymity is, is comforting that it, or, or, it, or is helpful. Mm. So with a human, what we call a human in the loop uh, through machine learning, people talking to bots as they're waiting to get through to a helpline means that 
we can start to understand different connect pieces of connectivity Mm. algorithmic and, and linguistic and we can start to map a billion different scenarios so how do you know what how somebody's feeling when they come mm. onto a helpline mm. what we can do with those people is if, if they have a low level need go back to the sort of the the mobile phone hasn't left the house that kind of stuff I mean, yeah. it might be a high level yeah. need obviously I'm not going to be prescriptive about that but it might be that somebody needs some content it might be they need somebody wants some advice about their brother or something I'm curious though because that kind of thing obviously it's part and parcel of advertising marketing with anything else when you're selling a product but we've sort of been been hearing little bits and bobs about this recently and what comes up is ethics yeah so the idea of using algorithms to target people based on a certain way they're feeling uh people like you and many others who know that that will be used for good know that it's fine but other people say well i'm not sure if i'm comfortable with brands and agencies exactly having that information about That's exactly me. what it is uh and and in order to be able to deliver a, 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 an artificial intelligence mach a machine learning product which can power into a into a chat bot 50% of the work is around data ethics. Yeah. It, it really is. Um, it's around the sanctity of that user's conversation. Um, I would, though, roll something on at the table, which would be to say if you were to ask a 1,000 users of a, a helpline, a typing helpline, mm -hmm. do you want your the, the, the corpus of your collective knowledge and input to help save other people's lives? I think most people are going to say, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. 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 Whereas you know what we're doing right now is the corpus of the knowledge. Would you like to? Would you like your conversation to help somebody sell car insurance? Yes. You yes, probably go no, exactly. not really. I don't even care about your car insurance company. But if so, here's a principle, right? There's a number that goes around where people say uh, that one in four of people in the UK will suffer with some form of mental or emotional ill health at some point in their lives. Mm. Bollocks. Four in four people will. That's what this is the the, the, the calm difference. Mm -hmm. Is we are we are all going to have good days, bad days. Yeah. Some of us going to have really shit days. Some of us going to have really shit days for a really long time. Mm. And it's only when we can get away from that them and us that let the three of us strong people. Mm. Let's help the poor weak person over mm. there. Only when we can get away from that sort of thinking can we really start to have. Uh, the, can we really move the agenda on? So I like to think about the principle of. Um, uh, the fact that we've, we've all been in these different situations all the time, that we, we sort of live in a quantum state of, of having had a shit time, having had a good time. And mm -hmm. if we can mm -hmm. identify with each other that, yes, human brains are ridiculously overpowered. Uh, and as Matt Haig, the writer, puts it, they, they, they are very, very good for certain things, but they're not very good for a Tesco Metro at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. Because <laughs> you got too much. <laughs> and we get to that, that principle. I think that data ethics starts to become relaxed when we start to have a collective vision of what we're trying to achieve as a society and, yeah. and a community. Um, but you're absolutely right. And, and, and that other, that, that development of that technology around machine learning and around programmatic use of data, for example, is, is all about the ethics. Yeah. We need to, it sounds like we need to change the way that we view this technology and how we use it. And uh, there seems to be this uh, culture of beating it with a stick. Yeah. But it's going to take, I feel, uh, charities and organisations like Calm to show, actually, this is how we can use it. Mm. And you've, you know, you've obviously got that know-how with the advertising side of things and the experience. Well, I think it's individuals, right? I think, you know, it's a, all it takes for evil to prevail is for people to allow it to yeah. do so. Yeah. Um, and it's individuals. And what we see in our partner organisations, whether they're technology, agency, brand, media, 
product, whatever they might be, is it's usually powered by an individual. It's mm. usually powered by somebody who really is determined to make this make this work. Um, we've just done some work with Instagram, I think, called GramFam, which is beautiful, helping mm, young people. Yes. It's lovely. Um, and and they, they are determined to, 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 to establish and deliver on the principle that social media is, yes, it's difficult. I've got a 14-year-old daughter, right? Mm. She really, really likes her Instagram. And mm. her but it's also the most powerful communication tool that the, the, the species, the planet, the world has ever seen. Mm. We can use that for, for good. And, and, I, and, and it takes individuals to be determined to make that happen. And, and you start to see change quite quickly. That seems like such a really good place to sort of end it on yeah, that, nice that, that sort of high. Yeah, it's good uh, talk to you all day. But. We could, yeah. <laughs> it's the, uh, but no, honestly, hearing that and the work that you're doing, Calm, and the work that Calm are doing is uh, commendable and yeah. astounding as well. Really, well, it's, it's also very interesting because, you know, you, you don't get people saying that sort of thing when you're, when you're trying to flog cars or car insurance. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, it's not, it, it's not, um, it, it, we, we don't do it in a kind of a, a purely altruistic way. We do it because mm. it's fascinating, uh, because uh, it, it, we, we are changing things, but because it's so fantastically um, satisfying in contributing stuff that makes people interested and, and hopefully makes people happier. Yeah. You are saving lives. If you haven't already, people do check out Karma and all the amazing work they do. Um, and we look forward to seeing what comes next oh, when you guys yeah. are there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much yeah, for coming on. Thank, Thank you, for you having me. Really enjoyed Thank it. You. Cheers. Enjoyed this episode? A like, a share or a quick review will enable us to bring you hard-hitting truths and outrageous social secrets every week. This has been the Social Minds Podcast with Theo, Eve and music by Pierre Flass.